and welcome back to the uh, Primary Importance podcast. I am your host Kat Couchy and today I am so excited and honoured to be welcoming on Elise Hayward and we are going to be talking all about empowering students with physical disabilities and just to let um, whoever's watching or listening know Elise will be using her eye gaze to communicate which is really exciting and I'm I'm really um, curious to see how it works. I think it's brilliant. All right so I'm going to welcome Elise onto the show. Welcome Elise. How are you and how's your week been? Hello. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm very well, thank you. My week has been very good, enjoying the rest of my summer holiday. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I forgot you're on summer holidays. Oh, how lovely. And um, I'm loving the uh, lovely queen voice that you've got set up. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. So could you start by just introducing yourself to our listeners, please? I am a fun-loving, positive girl who just happens to have cerebral palsy. I struggled breathing at birth, which resulted in me having brain damage. But I am me. I have never ever known anything different, and I think I'm very lucky to be here. My peers, family and friends treat me the same as everyone else. I'm now a motivational speaker and an AAC mentor who loves to help others and raise awareness about the difficulties around disabilities and additional needs. Wow, Elise, that's amazing, um, your journey that you've been through and how you're now able to inspire others and raise awareness. I think that's fantastic. And that's why I thought you'd be brilliant to come on the podcast today. So you've had quite an amazing communication journey. I mean, I mentioned your uh, Queen's Voice that you set up just now and your eye gaze. Um, Could you tell us a bit about that journey Mm. that you had? I have always received support from the physical impairment and medical support team. The schools I attended had had help and advice on how to make the setting and curriculum accessible, and most importantly, they have supported my communication development. Mm. In the early years, I had a communication book which made communicating quite a slow process. Mm. I was later allocated a communication device which allowed me to have voice output, but only for certain program messages. Uh, By the end of primary, I was using the Mind Express communication software on a laptop. This meant that I communicate my feelings and wishes a little easier. I was introduced to a gaze technology which has allowed me to communicate more fully and access the curriculum through technology. In July of 2019, I was referred and assessed for a communication aid at Bristol Communication Aid Service. I was then allocated this clever piece of equipment that I am using now. For anyone who is interested, it's a grid pad 12 with the grid 3 software. So far, 
Thanks to the PIMS team, I have access to emails and my mobile phone through the Grid 3 software. Oh, my wow. grandparents couldn't believe it when I phoned them for the first time. They were shocked to hear my queen's voice coming through their phone. My <laughs> phone is linked to my communication edge and I can make and receive phone calls just like any other young adult. Yeah. Wow, Elise, that's amazing. And um, I think you picked the perfect voice for you. It suits you so well. Um, it must have been brilliant for them to hear you speaking, you know, through your own voice for the first time. And yeah, your device is amazing that it can do all that and it's connected to your phone. And that's brilliant because I know you are, although you have physical disability, you are such an independent and determined person and you want to be able to do everything that you want to do. So it's brilliant that it gives you that opportunity. So what were your experiences like at school? From my primary school experience, firstly, I want to start with I had some amazing teachers who understood my needs and were so lovely to me. I will suggest some ideas to consider if you have a student with a physical impairment. Mm. Assemblies. If the children normally sit on the floor, make provision for your student to also sit on the floor. If this is not possible, lower their supportive mm -hmm. seating so they are as close to the others as possible. Make them feel included. It wasn't very nice being wheeled into the room with lots mm -hmm. of eyes looking at you. Schools yeah, need to be open-minded and inclusive. School plays. Make sure that the student with a physical impairment is included as fully as possible. Sports day, I felt left out, forgotten mm -hmm. and not involved and sometimes embarrassed and I'll explain why. In reception, yeah. the crawling race and running race with greatest parents and teachers cheered me on and made me feel happy. But by the time of year six, children got faster. They finished and I would have only just started and I felt embarrassed when the clapping seemed to last forever. Mm. As lovely as intentions were from parents cheering, I wanted the ground to swallow me up. Lunchtimes yeah. and in the classroom, I was just sat with my assistant. It would have been mm. nice to not feel different and have a friend. Yeah, it's of course. To remember that what works and is appreciated at a young age does not work as you get older. Mm. When I moved to secondary school, every effort was made. I felt included, like I was wanted and I was keen to go to school because we're very good and all of the teachers were so understanding of my needs. In the classroom, I was sat on a table with friends, and my assistant set me up and was there ready to help. But also, I felt that she distanced herself, so I had the opportunities to interact with friends. Mm. It was a perfect balance. At lunchtimes and assemblies, I was able to be with friends. Not 
a person asking mm. how I felt about whatever was coming up and went out of the way for me. They always had a positive can-do attitude. For once in my life, I loved school. Oh, wow. Elise, it sounds like it was such a better experience for you at secondary school and they got the balance right of having the help there, but letting you grow and flourish and be with the other pupils. So that's amazing. And I guess that's something that the primary classroom can definitely take is to still make sure that you get those opportunities to be with friends and not just be with your assistant all the time because of course you want to hang out with the other kids and talk to them and join in like it's boring just you and the adult <laughs> exactly no that's amazing um how did your family feel about your education my mum is super proud of everything i did achieve. i bet she is when I was younger, she used the privilege to fight for help and what I needed. Mm. And she felt it's all about balance, happiness versus physios slash occupational therapists mm. versus feeling included. Every mm. child with cerebral palsy is different. It's a big yeah. umbrella term and every textbook way to do things is different for each child. I know my mum was guided by me and did what she felt was the right balance. I often wondered how I would be today if I didn't get the opportunities mum gave me at leading <laughs> a life. I felt no different to my siblings and school peers. Only if I wanted to play on the floor, mum oh. put cushions around me so I couldn't fall over. There was obviously health and safety at primary school, so they wouldn't let me sit on the floor at reading mm. and assemblies. Mum always just wanted me to be happy and included. Secondary school was completely different. We all had meetings and spoke together. I mm. had a voice and we had a perfect balance. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, your mum sounds like an incredible woman um, who's, yeah, really been a big part of your life. I feel quite emotional. You're saying how proud she's been of you and everything as well. I think that's really beautiful. Um, and I know you've got your younger brother as well and that um, he really loves you and you spend lots of time together with him as well. So you've got a lovely supportive family. And I'm glad that your mum was able to see those opportunities that she wanted for you happening. Um, so you're at college now. How is that different for you from like secondary and, and primary school? Moving to a college from a school is the most scariest thing that a student can ever yeah. do. Yeah, agreed. There are so many amazing teachers and lecturers who I could talk to. I went to college after working hard with my GCSEs. I wasn't sure what path to take. I knew I wanted to develop my life skills to become more independent. So I started preparation for life and worked for two years. And then I did a year of progression pathways. This course helped me to develop my employment skills. I'm currently studying health and social care for a year to learn more about education programs. Next Great. year, I've been offered a place on the internship 
which I can mentor and support students as much as I possibly can. Oh, wow, Elise, congratulations. That's amazing. You'll be a brilliant mentor. You're such a kind person and so supportive. And um, yeah, I think you'll you'll be great and you'll really inspire the other students too. So that's perfect. Um, what have been some of your challenges growing up and how have you overcome those? I always had a positive can-do attitude and I'm a strong-minded person. Definitely. I will always <laughs> find a way to do things. I have had lots of challenges thrown at me over the past years. The most challenging times was when I had epilepsy. I hated going to sleep and wondering if I would wake up in hospital. It was very scary for me and my family. Yeah. The doctors and paramedics were amazing. Luckily, I grew out of this and have been seizure-free since 2010. However, Fantastic. it didn't stop there. In 2016, I had pneumonia two weeks oh. before my brother Ashton was born. Oh, no. I was rushed into hospital as they thought I had the onset of sepsis. It really was the worst time of my life. Yeah. It affected my movement, my strength. I couldn't walk for months. It affected everything. I couldn't stop shaking. It took about three months to recover from pneumonia. I pray now if I have a cold, it doesn't go to my chest mm. in daily life. Cerebral palsy may take me longer, but I will always get it up. It's okay to take a step back and recharge. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's brilliant, Elise. I'm so sorry to hear about your pneumonia. That sounds horrible. And I imagine it was quite scary uh, when the pandemic hit as well, um, worrying about how that would affect you and, and could make you very poorly. Um, so yeah that's that's really tough but you have been a superstar throughout all of your challenges clearly and um <laughs> overcome them and now you're you're really passionate about speaking about cerebral palsy um could you talk a bit more about why you're so passionate about it and mm -hmm. who you work with on it i'm very passionate about spreading awareness of cerebral palsy I'm such an open book and willing to answer any questions. From my personal experience, I was very shy and would hide out of the way. I was a people pleaser and I'm still very much like to make people happy, but I became stronger and confident in speaking up. I would like to be a role model to others who are in a similar situation that I was. It's all about growing, developing confidence and finding your voice. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. And I know you've been doing some work with schools and things like that um, on mm. this, which is amazing. So you can help some more students find their voices. Um, at least you're so inspirational. I'm always mm. saying this to you on Twitter, but it's true. Um, and you've achieved so much. What have been some of your highlights? Thank you very much. There are so many highlights and achievements throughout my life. 
We could be here all day if I listed everything. <laughs> I was very shy and wouldn't use a voice on my ideas. The speakers I didn't like to feel different to my peers. Mm. I watched Britain's Got Talent and the Lost Boys guy appeared and it was the oh, moment yeah. I realised mm. there were a lot of people out there like me and reassured yeah. me I'm not alone. I'm not the only person who uses a talking aid. The past mm. few years, school and college helped me gain confidence in myself. I soon found a voice I love, which is the Queen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. who didn't like to draw any attention to my needs. And I was just happily sitting in the corner, hiding out of the way. Mm. To the Elise that I am now, I'm not afraid to show you I am. I want to be that person to talk to who may be in a similar situation that I was. I was told to use an electric wheelchair, but I was so determined to use my walking frame, and I still am. That's brilliant, Elise. Hmm. Yeah, I love your determination. Um, hmm. And speaking of your determination, you, you're always like not letting anything stop you. So I'm wondering, what's next for you? I would love to grow my social media platform and spread ah. the word of inclusive behaviours and work with schools, mm -hmm. parents, occupational therapists, speech and language therapists, physios and medical staff to support people with additional needs. Mm -hmm. I would love to also mentor students who have a physical impairment and are struggling with coming to terms with their condition. Oh yeah, you'd be brilliant in both of those things and I'm sure um, joining the Shadow Advisory Board for the Global Quality Collective recently will help you with your with your reach and um, working with some different professionals. So that's really exciting. Um, what would be your top tips then for someone working with a student with a physical impairment? It's so important to listen to the individual and letting them have a voice. It's really all about total communication. This mm. includes eye pointing, hand pointing, facial expressions, and really is knowing about your student. Yep. Listening and smiling so they feel at ease and happy at all times. Give them independence to be with friends. Mm. Make learning enjoyable. I had a really good bond with my one-on-one. -on -one. We loved, we worked hard and we achieved. For me, it was finding the right balance with helping me enough and allowing me the freedom to feel like every other student in the classroom. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that feeds into what you were saying earlier about how every um, student with cerebral palsy is different and obviously any with any physical abilities disability is different so it's making sure it's it's right for that pupil finding your balance um what would you want someone with a physical impairment if they were listening right now to hear it's okay everything is going to be okay everyone has overcome obstacles and challenges but we will get there it takes time and patience one step at a time 
There are so many amazing people who support you. You really aren't alone. Every day is a new day. Each day you're closer to your goal. That's beautiful, Elise, and, and so true. All those little steps add up, don't they? Um, the last thing I just wanted to ask you, um, because I'm sure lots and lots of people that listen or watch will want to get in touch with you. How can people best contact you? My most used social media platform is Twitter. People can contact me on there. I'm more than happy for them to email via my work email address, which is elisholly2001 at icloud.com. Perfect. Thank you, Elise. And we'll make sure that your Twitter is put in the show notes so people can um, get in touch with you, as I'm sure lots and lots of people want to learn and connect with you. Thank you so much, Elise. You've been an absolutely amazing guest. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed speaking to you. Oh, and you.